When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. Got a lot to get to today. Day one of SMU fall camp is in the books, but we're going to talk conference realignment on this one. And guys, uh, look, this has been one of those journeys that will continue on for quite some time, it appears. And as you're listening to this, I dropped already on theponyexpress.com some more in-depth details about what I'm hearing about SMU, what I've heard about some of the Pac-12 media deal uh, particulars, I guess, as much as you can trust what anyone says in all of this right now. So for just a dollar for your first month, you can go check it out on on theponyexpress.com. But in terms of where this all fits into the grand scheme of what you guys, for the most part, are listening for, which is SMU's chances at getting into a Power 5 conference. It's an interesting mental exercise right now. It really is. If you look at where the Pac-12 stands, you already lose Colorado to the Big 12 at the beginning of 2024. They're out the door, no exit fee, and they're a full shareholder in the Big 12 as well. Now, Brett Yormark and that whole conference continues to work on Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. Those are the three schools that are most uh, talked about when it comes to conference realignment, when it comes to the Big 12. On the other side of things, the Big 10 is now watching uh, Cal, Stanford, Oregon, and Washington and really probably in that order in terms of least likely to most likely to go to the league. But here's the thing about that. The Big Ten has this deal with NBC, Fox Sports, and CBS hovering over their heads. They're going to have to make changes to that TV deal. And when you look back at what Kevin Warren did for the Big Ten, He got them that incredible TV deal centered around also the addition of USC and UCLA. And there are discussions being had with Oregon and Washington, Stanford and Cal with the Big Ten. Those discussions are early and many people that have reported on that have reiterated that. So one of those things that has to happen with the Big Ten that would even allow this to happen is discussions with NBC, Fox, and CBS. They would have to go tweak things to the current TV deal to add either escalators or all of those things that the Big 12 already has that would allow them to add Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah right away, full share, and you're off and running in 2024. The Big 10 doesn't have that. And that just shows you as we've watched conference realignment and as people rumored Oregon and Washington to the Big Ten, 
that is a roadblock potentially because those TV providers and those channels and those companies have invested significant money in the Big Ten. We know that TV deal is an extraordinary amount of money already. So how much more are they willing to go? Would that be something that would be the right thing for that league to do when they really don't want more Western expansion? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And that's something they're grappling with. And I don't know when that's going to be uh, decided or worked through or all of those things because, you know, this stuff is not quick. And and even as you look at how the Big 12 got Colorado, well, it's been a year in the making, guys. This isn't something that happened overnight. Colorado didn't see USC and UCLA jump ship and go, we're gone. We're moving on. It took all that time of Brett Yormark working Colorado and saying, hey, look, here's what we've got. And for the Big 12, they had a they have a very clear plan. And that's what they have the upper hand on with the Pac-12 right now. And Brett Yormark has that ability right now to say you're a full shareholder right away. If you want to leave the Pac-12 and your media deal is done, guess what? You're going to have 31 point something million dollars coming to you right away when you get to the Big 12. And that's a big deal when it comes to how you're going to get these Pac-12 schools. These Pac-12 schools have been waiting for a now over a year for this to happen. And they haven't gotten to where they are signing a deal, signing that grant of rights. They've lost a school now to the Big 12. And now you're sitting here watching and waiting, like we all are, for Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah to see what their deal ultimately looks like And the question is, will they wait? Will they get fed up like Colorado? Arizona State's leadership has long been a proponent of keeping that lead together. And, you know, President Crow is a well-respected person in the world of conference expansion and and kind of the Pac-12 and that whole area and that state. So will they be able to hold the Pac-12 together and say, no, 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 let's let it play out. Let's let it play out. We know we lost Colorado. Let's stick with it. That's something that now that Colorado has kicked that first leg out is not something that's guaranteed. And look, with conference realignment, we know one thing, and I've said it for the entirety of this. I, I guess I should say we know two things. Conference realignment doesn't stop. and Expect somewhat of the unexpected. And that's why USC, UCLA making that move. You can go back to OU Texas making that move to the SEC. Those are things that you didn't exactly have on your bingo card for happening. And after a year, 
and after the media day and all those things, look, I think people know that in all likelihood, the Pac-12 schools are frustrated. And after a year, we've seen enough of them talk about it here and there to know that they're, they've been waiting a long time for this deal to be presented. Well, this week, George Klyovkov did present a deal. And according to multiple reports, it is pretty much Apple streaming. And it really doesn't necessarily hit the mark. Because you've got a really a league that has been waiting for so long for this deal to be shown to them. And it's finally shown to them. And they're going to have another meeting. They're going to keep looking at it. And so the wait continues. The wait continues for conference realignment. The wait continues for the TV deal for the Pac-12. And in reality, if the deal was good enough, it probably would have made a quick move to sign the grant of rights and get things locked down. You know, I don't know on this front, but I got a hard time believing Cal feels really good about, oh, we can make the jump to somewhere else, especially the Big Ten. And we're going to basically luck into what would be an incredible TV deal. Washington State, as we know, can't feel good about where they stand. Stanford has been even floated as an independent. And so if the deal was good enough, there would have been an attempt to sign it and get it going and lock it down. The hardest thing about the deal with Apple that is being reported on is escalators. And the thing about it is there's two ways to kind of look at this. And this is one of those pieces of this tea leaf reading where you sit there and say, well, how can Apple present a deal that won't keep the league together? How can they do that? And I'm, I'm in complete agreement with that. How can they present a deal that doesn't give the schools the even drive to sign that deal? And that's where I have a lot of issues trying to figure out, well, what is true about this deal? I think where Apple wants to see this exercise go is they want to sign a deal that doesn't lock them in for a long, long, long term, like an ACC is locked in right now, even though that's really a great deal for the TV side of things with the ACC. They want to sign a deal that they can assess and go from there on where this is going, which is kind of scary for the Pac-12 overall. Because if you sign a short-term deal and you're looking at it in three to four years from now saying, oh boy, this did not go well. Subscriptions were not what we thought they'd be. We didn't hit es escalators. We're way down in terms of the overall revenue across college football. That's a big risk. And one thing we've kind of discussed is a lot of the leadership around these TV rights deals for the Pac-12. And even when you kind of look at just leadership in general of higher education, they're somewhat slow 
to wanting to jump headfirst in with a risky situation. That's why Colorado leaving for the Big 12 made sense. They took all the risk out of what they saw over the last year and just said, we can sleep better at night. We know we're going to get 31 point whatever million dollars. We know it's a long-term deal. We know that they could add more. And you know what? We're going to do it. And there's a piece to the puzzle where after a year, they had to shift their focus. And if you want to kind of look back at it, they held on for as long as their leadership wanted to. But when they didn't get those numbers after meeting with George Klyovkov in Las Vegas, the AAC, uh, the uh, Pac-12 media day, they were out. And they moved quick. And that's where they drew the line in the sand. And that's really the concern with Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. When is there going to be a line drawn out in the desert, especially in Arizona? That is what now makes this much more interesting. If you get through Pac-12 Media Day and you get into the month of August without that bad situation where they didn't get numbers and Colorado sticks, we're probably not here. And that that is a lot of ifs and whatever, but that's the reality. Sometimes the cooler head prevails, but Colorado drew their line in the sand and said, you know what, if we don't get any sort of indication around this media day, we're out. And they knew they had a standing invite from the Big 12. And so when you try to evaluate it, these schools do have other priorities. And that's why they hung in so long with all of this. I'm a firm believer of that. Firm, firm believer of that. That they hung in because they didn't really want to make some crazy move and do all that stuff. But eventually, their line in the sand was hit. And that's why they made the move to the Big 12. So how it all impacts the others in the league now? Well, it's, it's open season is right back out there in the open again. And the question is, will these schools in the Pac-12 take what is a risky deal? You're talking about escalators that you've got to hit to really feel good. It's almost like real, uh, not realignment, relegation in uh, college sports. And I, we've talked about this as kind of like a crazy idea of how to make uh, conference realignment work or more fun or power five versus G five or whatever, and, and just make it one big massive group. You schedule your games and then the top 50 or whatever, stay up the bottom 50 don't have autonomy, however you want to do it. But if you don't hit, hit your escalators for your TV deal, you're going to be in the have nots. That's the amount of money you're leaving on the table. Now, if the minimum is 20-ish million dollars or whatever has been you know, reported kind of here and there, which a lot of people, if you're watching some of the bigger guys, are not reporting deals, deal numbers. They're reporting that it's not up to snuff in terms of what they wanted, which, as we know, this whole deal has really been measured by can it get to the Big 12s? Can it maybe sniff the ACCs? That's how the Pac-12 media deal was going to be judged. And if their minimum isn't as close as they would like, that is a big uh, red flag for a lot of these schools 
But it also, based on what's being reported about the Apple deal, makes for a very interesting test of how much risk do these schools want to to play around with. And that is something that they've got to really work through. And I, I just think that as you go through uh this whole exercise that's something to keep in mind is these schools at least from what colorado showed they have a line in the sand that they're going to reach eventually in terms of when is too much too much risk when is that when is when is the time to say you know we've got to look out for our best interest instead of hanging in there hanging in there hanging in there and that's the hardest thing about where the Pac-12 is with these negotiations. There is money to be made with escalators. If this thing hits and Apple TV takes off, and, and I'll be the first to tell you guys, and somebody tweeted it, and you know, I don't I didn't I don't know if it's verified or whatever, but when you look at the older population that is a large piece of what's left of linear, uh, lin- linear TV eventually that's going to change and the younger generation is coming up through streaming and most of the people who do stream you've got multiple if you can you have multiple streaming options you have hulu you have netflix you know the college football fan especially somebody that usually for the most part went to college you've got those options for your streaming platforms. You've got Netflix, you've got Hulu, you've got ESPN Plus. If you're, I mean, if you're a diehard right now, you've got ESPN Plus. And Apple TV is trying to stake their claim in sports. So over the course of a year for $99, you can tell me that, all right, and soccer's growing, you can watch MLS, you can watch this, you can watch Pac-12. If you're a Pac-12 fan, you've got that. The interesting piece is trying to project what those numbers can be. It's very difficult. And I don't know how they're going to come up with those calculations. I have no no clue. But there's going to be advertising involved. There's going to be subscriptions involved. And that's how it's going to be watched and consumed. And that's how the money is going to be made. And there's probably other avenues to make money too. I don't know what Apple's got planned. But the hardest thing is wondering what that entire package looks like at let's say 75% of what you'd expect. How, how close are you to being to the big 12, the ACC? Because there are escalators in there that from what I've heard this deal, if let's say everybody jumps on board and streaming takes over in two years and, and PAC 12 nation goes nuts over it. The common fan says, you know what, uh, I want to watch some Pac-12 after dark. I'm, I'm a big soccer fan or whatever. However that works out, those things can be expedited and the, the intrigue and the interest can roll. Plus, you can go into maybe auctioning off a game or two. That's something that has been talked about. And if you can do that and you create some in- incremental revenue on top of that for your schools, Maybe you get to a number that's good enough 
And if it takes off, then you're sitting here looking like geniuses for predicting the future on how well streaming is taken into account. But if you tell me, and maybe I'm different, and obviously I cover sports, but if you tell me as a Pac-12 fan, I can pay $100 for a year, I get all the Pac-12 content I want, done and done, get it on my phone, get it here, get it there. That's where that's that's where the intrigue lies and making that that calculation is tough for the schools because you've got to be able to really see the future on this. And that's what makes ESPN Plus so attractive on that. And so hard as ESPN has not really been seen as a big piece to this, especially in terms of the the streaming, at least as of late. So what does this mean for SMU overall? This is where it gets difficult. If Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah leave, well, I don't know what the Big Ten is going to do with Oregon and Washington, but that would be the final kick of the leg of the tripod of the Pac-12, and the league would be done. So where would they go? What would they do? Would they end up merging with the Mountain West? Would they end up, would the cats cast-offs end up going to the AAC? Would the ACC decide, you know what, we're going to go for it, and we're going to make a move and say, we're going to grab a couple people and go coast-to-coast with Cal and Stanford, two schools that you could argue kind of fit some of the ACC's academic profiles. Do they get out ahead of it? Does the ACC get out ahead of ahead of an FSU and a Clemson being that unhappy that they opt to leave? And they say, you know what? We're going to add four teams. Maybe SMU is involved in that. It's something to be talked about. And I've said this a while. SMU has tried its best to remain flexible in all of this. This hasn't been a push all the chips in on the Pac-12. This hasn't been please grovel for the Big 12. The ACC has been in discussions with SMU. The Big 12 has been in discussions with SMU. The Pac-12, well, we know they've been in discussions with SMU. George Klyakov was on campus. There's genuine interest around SMU when it comes to realignment. I don't think the Big 12 is an option. I really don't, unless they somehow only come away with Arizona, Arizona State. Maybe they need one more, but even reports out there saying there are a bunch of other schools that are all of a sudden in the mix with the Big 12. Even UNLV and Memphis were, were pegged early in those discussions kind of last week as the Big 12 really hones in on trying to add you know, two to three other schools to make this work. We know the Big 12 is, at this point, a pipe dream for SMU. There's too many roadblocks in the state of Texas. There's just way too much going on with Baylor and TCU and uh, Texas Tech that they're not going to get, they're, they're going to get in the way of SMU joining that league. That leaves the Pac-12, which is in a critical junction, and it's very scary. And for SMU to join, I've said this. You've got to get in the club. The club is key. I mean, look at the schools that are in the club that you, you, you hear in the past about how bad Kansas's investment was. Well, they went out and hired an AD that has changed that, of course. 
you look at some of these other programs that are in the Power Five, and there are some that do not have the facilities SMU has right now. USC doesn't even have an indoor. That'll probably change. And they have tons of money. But it just goes to show you the little nuances of some of these schools where SMU is investing. Everyone knows they're investing. This group of boosters and donors are very committed to SMU's future. And by future, I mean playing a high level of football, whether it is in the AAC for a few more years until the ACC gets, you know, down the road and they can finally start looking at expansion, knowing it's coming in 2036. Who knows? Or whether it's now getting in the club with the Pac-12, if the Pac-12 somehow stays together. If the Pac-12 stays together, if they do sign this deal, you have a grant of rights. That grant of rights is key to making everything stick together. And for SMU, that is enough to do the green light and go. There shouldn't be a second thought on it. We see how precarious getting into the Power Five ranks can be. And we see how precarious the future of college football really is. If a grant of rights is signed, that is that should be the green light needed for SMU to join Power Five program uh, conference in the Pac-12. The other option, people aren't going to like to hear this, or another option, I should say, is if if the Pac-12 falls apart and SMU can't get in there, I'd be very surprised if they were able to get in to the ACC right now. I think that's something that when you look at long term i think smu would prefer to be in the acc i think there are like-minded colleges there's you know when smu redid moody and larry brown had it rolling everybody said smu can be duke not gonna be duke right now but that's where that program can be and we've seen those spurts of what what could have been right You've got the Eastern time zone. Maybe the ACC wants to get in Central. Those things down the road, way down the road, could be on the table. So another option is if the Pac-12 falls apart, and we know SMU's probably not getting in the Big 12, and the ACC can't do anything for a long time, even though they can add teams with their own escalators built into the contract from what I understand you're still looking at a situation where SMU's donors they know that conference realignment is not stopping and whether whether they get into a power five conference or not you're going to see the high level people continue to donate they're not sitting on their hands they're still actively meeting with people trying to work all the angles and again, if you want to read more about that, you can check it out at OnThePonyExpress.com. But this school has invested way too much money to see the response of or to see the result of what happens to the Pac-12 if they do fall apart and say we're thrown in the towel. Because you can already see what's going to happen down the line when the ACC goes through whatever ish they're going to go through. You can see it coming. Two things we know, conference realignment doesn't stop and expect the unexpected, which puts the ACC on red alert 
we see those schools that have clearly been unhappy with the deal they signed. And who knows where all that stands as the years go by on that deal. Imagine having a deal like that where so many are upset and so many are seeing what's going on with the overall landscape of TV rights deals and and knowing you're locked in for 13 more years. That anger, for lack of a better term, will bubble up at some point. And the ACC has a chance to get ahead of it, which is worth noting. So for SMU, they just have to keep doing what they're doing. And I know that's kicking the can down the road in a sense, but it's the reality. This is not a program that's going to close up shop. This isn't a program that is going to stop being supported. It's a program that's just waiting. It's waiting for an invitation to the Power Five ranks. There's a lot of people that have made it a lot of their time in business to see that SMU gets in the best position. The Pac-12 expands. SMU's in great shape. That's what we maintain. That's what we continue to hear. They've got to get to that point. They've got to get to that point to expand, and that means getting a media rights deal across the finish line. Whatever that looks like, SMU will likely take that ticket to the Pac-12 and hopefully for SMU turn that into a great situation down the line. But we don't know. We don't know what the future holds on that. There are unexpected situations, but that would be my guess. If Pac-12 expands, SMU gets in, that means a media rights deal is set and locked in. You've got to feel good about short-term future, and you can kick that can down the road another few years as far as what chaos could come from that. So there there are are a lot of people that on SMU side of things continue to work all the angles because they have invested so much in it already. And they've got to really continue to invest because conference realignment isn't going to stop. If SMU is left in the AAC for a long time, for a while, they're set up to be the best team in this league. They're set up for an auto bid to the college football playoff year in, year out. And that's a pretty good situation to be in. Granted, your boosters and your donors are the ones that are supporting it. They're having to write the checks. You don't have the luxury of a extra 10 to 15 million or 20 million or 30 million dollars from a TV contract. But SMU's shown behind the scenes they can assemble talent. They have a good coaching staff. They have a ton of money to keep the facilities up to par. And they've laid a ton of groundwork for the next decade plus of SMU football. And really, once the end zone is done in 2024, all that groundwork they've laid, they can watch how the coaches and players put together their program to best be suited to win at a very high level. We know about the NIL support. Now they'll have all the tools at their disposal to make it happen and win big. And so for SMU, they've got to keep their head down and just keep working. And I know that's how the team is looking at all this too, for the most part. They hear little bits and pieces, but they've ultimately got to go out and just win. 
And that was something that was reiterated, you know, leading up to the start of fall camp. So winning cures all. I'm a big believer of that. And it's a huge factor when it comes to conference realignment. We know why, in a, in a sense, why SMU was left out. They hadn't won enough. They hadn't had an undefeated season. They hadn't won a conference championship. Houston was on the offensive, and they squeaked in. And they had to give some concessions even to make it in. But they won big enough, and they invested just a little bit earlier to make it happen for them. So SMU has to continue to invest because ultimately, this stuff's not going to stop. Who knows what college football looks like in years years from now overall? Who knows if all of this moving around and everything ultimately leads to a group of 40 that's, you know, whatever you want to call it versus a bottom half that's left over in a completely different realm of college sports. Who knows? But that's why you got to keep investing because ultimately another shoe is going to drop at some point. Somebody's going to be fed up with their situation somewhere else. And once again, the wheels of conference realignment are going to be rolling. We'll see if they continue to roll like they have been lately, though. So with that, going to close out this edition of the podcast, but just kind of wanted to break down a bunch of thoughts on where things stand. This is something that is still going to play out overall. Um, but I've in discussions with some people I trust over the last week, there's 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 every bit of okay, the Pac-12 is looking like a mess, which hard to argue with that, to, well, we're still in a really good spot for expansion if it happens and they do reach a media deal. And those are two important distinctions. And obviously SMU needs the Pac-12 to stay together for them to get that expansion ticket. But the position they've been put in is... I know George Klyovkov didn't want to admit it, but he was also really wrong about Colorado when he sat up there at media day. I think SMU has what I would consider a standing invite to the league. Based on everything I've heard, they've just got to get to that point where the league expands. So with that, guys, going to wrap up this edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. We'll have our first fall camp report coming to you guys on Thursday, so be sure to check that out. We will have it for you at On The Pony Express on our YouTube channel. Also, lots of practice notes to come on the site, so be sure to stay tuned to that as well. Tons of interviews on our YouTube channel as well, so be sure to check it all out. Hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, share with your friends, and also don't miss out on this week's members-only YouTube show. Uh, just $3 a month for you guys to subscribe to that. So with that, guys, hope you guys enjoyed this edition of the podcast and we'll catch you um, whenever we need to uh, talk about the latest, latest on conference realignment, PAC 12 and more. So thanks for listening guys. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week and we'll catch you next time.